Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. For the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Post Game Show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacombe. Jazz Post Game, Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. 119 to 115 is your final. The Jazz fall tonight to the Miami Heat, wrapping up their six game road trip. Uh, Jazz got 38 tonight, though, from Lowry Markinen, who struggled last Saturday against Charlotte. Certainly did not do so tonight. 38 points, 8 rebounds in the loss. He also had 3 steals. He was 14 of 26 from the field, 6 of 12 uh, from 3. Simone Fontecchio had uh, 23 points, albeit uh, 20 of those uh, came in the first half. Uh, Ochai Obaji adds uh, 14 points on 6 of 11, shooting 4 rebounds, but uh, did not make that connection with Walker Kessler that could have tied the game in the last 10 seconds. Yeah, and it was a play that, you know, from the outset looked like you're going to have a two-on-one. He just, um, I don't know, I think he maybe took out one dribble too many, and, and then as he went up, uh, it you know, it was kind of tried a scoop shot, but it was definitely there, the lob was there, or just uh, him drawing the defense and dumping it off. Nonetheless, like David said, young guy, um, something he'll learn from, and in this situation, you know, win or lose, can you really be mad? It's uh, They played hard. Um, and I think it's something going forward you, he learns from. Oh, certainly. I mean, he's probably already seen the film on it oh, a couple of times. Sick. Yeah, uh, and yeah, you learn learning experience. Young players. Yeah, they, you know, if if uh, Ochai was playing on a, in a different situation, you know, he's probably eighth, ninth, tenth man on the in the rotation. Uh, if uh, he's on a team that's pushing for the playoffs and not getting that sort that's of exactly experience. right. So sitting over there watching. Uh, for the Heat, though, they had seven players in double figures, Coach. They were led by Jimmy Butler, who was particularly good down the stretch. 24 points, 5-14 shooting, 13 of 15 from the line, eight rebounds, four assists, four steals, two blocks, and one hairdo change. Yes, right in the middle. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, Gabe Vincent added 18, as did Tyler Hero. Bam had 16. Kevin Love with 11. Victor Oladipo coming in off the bench uh, had 11. And uh, Caleb Martin had 10 coming in off the bench. And uh, Miami shot the ball 46.8% from the field. The Jazz shot 47.8. Jazz finished tonight, though. You mentioned this at the half. Turnovers were an issue once again. Jazz finished with uh, 18 turnovers. And Taylor Horton Tucker, as good as he was the other night, uh, he had six of those eight, of those 18 turnovers. He did have eight assists, but six turnovers. That's That's been a, uh, an issue for him, there's no doubt. And it's going to be a... Nights like tonight will happen from time to time. You you can see the growth. But tonight was, you know, the Jazz got themselves er, in trouble early. 11 turnovers in the first half. Really kind of, you can tell, going for too many. Against a team that's really hard to score on anyway. So giving them free ones, particularly on those live ball turnovers, is is definitely costly. Oh, yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. And you look at all these veterans, they're not going to make a ton of mistakes. Uh, they had 13 total turnovers uh, as a team did um, <clears throat> Miami. And Bam himself had three, but everybody else kind of one off two turnovers, not having them come in clumps like with uh, like with the, uh, the Jazz. Uh, Walker Kessler tonight, Coach, seven points on three of four shooting, nine rebounds. Um, one block. I mean, not a not a bad game per se, but uh, maybe not some of the games we've gotten used to recently with Walker. What was Miami able to do to be effective on him? I think, like we talked about, they don't get in rotation a whole lot. Um, you know, they play that zone, so where Walker kind of roams, um, they they do a good job. And then I just think Bam Adebayo is that good. You know, he's a guy yeah. who eats up the real estate down around the rim. And you know, if you're going to score, have a big night, you're going to really have to earn it with him down there. He takes pride in his defense. By the way, uh, just a quick shout, uh, look at the standings with the loss to Miami. The Jazz now dropped from ninth in the West to 12th. So, man, it's just going to change every night. I mean, it's so close there in the Western Conference. We're in. We're out. In. We're back in. Out. 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 Out again. Further out. Further out. Further in. <laughs> it's going to be crazy, but we're here. It's what we're here for. Uh, I suppose. I mean, the the last couple of weeks of the NBA season is always pretty wild, depending on who's trying to win and lose. But the Western Conference is so bundled up. I got to imagine most everybody, at least everybody from about, let's see here, from about the Suns at eight and a half back of first place down. So four down, they're so smashed together. Everybody's going to be trying to pick up games. It is going to be a, a like a demolition derby coming in. A lot of contact, a lot of no calls. And whoever can squeak in with the car still running, why, they deserve to be there. I guess. I don't know. It seems to me like the West, and not to get off on too much of a tangent, but the West is full of a bunch of underachieving teams. Dallas got hammered by a Memphis team without John Moran tonight. By the way, John Moran is now checked into a facility in Florida dealing with some stuff. I've seen some rumors, but nothing reported as to the official reason. But hope he gets gets his life together, honestly. Uh, but not sure if we're even going to see him for the rest of the year. And, of course, Memphis currently sits in the second spot in the, in the Western Conference. And he obviously is their best player. It's like topsy-turvy. Crazy. You know what I mean? And you got to watch it every night. The Jazz, you know, you just you look back to the – Basically a week ago, you know, started this road trip. Uh, I guess it was the third of March, so ten days ago, and the Jazz are playing so much better right now. They went through 
those two tough games in Oklahoma City, battled Dallas, didn't win. Um, that they played good basketball the last last couple of games, and tonight Miami's fighting for their lives. And uh, I thought the Jazz did a nice job. Really could have won the game. Miami now in seventh in the Western Conference, and there's still a couple of games. Let's see here. There's still three games behind the Knicks for sixth, so that's going to be a little bit of a a slog to move up if they're able to do that. But they are now, let's see, they're now two and a half games ahead of the Hawks, who are in the eighth spot, and the Hawks uh, lost tonight to Rudy Gobert and the Timberwolves. So, yeah, Miami uh, still trying to play, needs those wins. It looks like they're going to be in the playoffs. But uh, whether they're in the playing scenario or not, uh, we're not sure. Uh, Coach, take it a little long to come out, so we will uh, say goodnight to our network stations. And, hey, the Jazz have a little bit of a break. This this is quite odd. I have not seen a break this long in the NBA schedule not associated with an All-Star game. So this is really something. The Jazz aren't back at it until Saturday night here at Vivint Arena. They'll take on the Boston Celtics. Tip-off will be at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have post-game sound for you straight ahead. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Post Game Show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacombe. Jazz Post Game, Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz come up a little short tonight against the Heat, 119 to 115. Post Game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. MarkMillerSubaru.com. We'll get you uh, to Coach Hardy as soon as his availability begins. So stay tuned for that. We'll uh, throw it down there coming up quickly. Uh, but, uh, Coach, if you look at, uh, and let me bring it up exactly here, if you look at this uh, road trip, I'm curious if you think this has been a success or not for the Utah Jazz as it started way back on March 3rd. You heard Locke talk about how long they've been gone. It has. It's been a long time. A, a loss to Oklahoma City, a loss on Sunday, March 5th to OKC, a loss at, two, uh, at Dallas on March 7th, then a couple of wins at Orlando and at Charlotte, and then wrapping up uh, this road trip at 2-4 uh, and four with a loss at Miami. Uh, considering the ups and downs, though, what do you think of the road trip as a whole? I think you have to look at the, what we've learned, and I think you know we've got the THT game, and I think to see what he was able to do. Uh, Fontecchio, you know, probably shined as bright as he's shown all year tonight. And so I think seeing those things and then just the continued, I don't want to use the word dominance, but kind of dominance, you know, protecting the rim you get from Walker Kessler while he's out there. And, um, you know, Lowry, Lowry had one tough game in the stretch. Uh, but beyond that, he's his consistent self and 
you know, plays within what the team is doing. So, uh, you know, I, I think this is well beyond wins and losses. Um, you know, tonight, like you said, one loss drops the Jazz three spots. So I think you really have to focus on what's actually being done out there. And I think the Jazz are finding good things. I think uh, the coaching's been great, too. It's about much. It's much more the individual. I think you make a uh, terrific point. It, it's much less about wins and losses. But we did. We learned. A, we learned more about Lowry Markin and and how good he can be. They even got a win when he didn't play so well, which I thought was an important thing. Tht, of course, uh, Fontecchio tonight is a, is another great example. And then, you know, of course, we laugh about uh, Locke's interview with Walker Kessler uh, after the Charlotte game because he said, "Man." Uh, I know you went uh, what is sixteen and seventeen, sixteen points and seventeen rebounds, but I'm going to ask you about somebody else. <laughs> exactly. You know, so so funny. But uh, we we saw a graphic that TV uh, television had up today. Uh, Walker Kessler is averaging four blocks a game since the All Star break, which is an amazing number. And so you know, people out there, I think less focused or should be less focused on the wins and losses and the individual uh, notes so to speak, I think uh, have been extremely important on this road trip. And I th- other thing I would add to that is the moves, you know, that the Jazz, so they bring guys in, and I thought, you know, for the most part, I thought Vanderbilt and, uh, you know, Conley, all those guys that got moved, their stock was raised by virtue of the, jo- the team's performance this year and the way that they function together. So you have that piece, and then you move those guys out, and I think you obviously gain picks and you gain, um, you know, the acquisitions that you get in those moves, but – you also gain the ability now with have a ton of minutes to spread amongst these young players. And, you know, what an awesome opportunity to, in real live NBA games against the first-line guys, go out there and see what they can do. Let's see some, you know, just for example, uh, Chris Dunn continues to get a bunch of minutes. He had 21, po- uh, 21 minutes tonight. He had nine points and eight assists. Five rebounds as well. He continues to be really good. Three of five from uh, the field, three of four. Uh, from the the free throw line, Rudy Gay, I thought had a couple of nice moments tonight. In his 15 minutes, he finished the game uh, with eight points. And of course, we've talked a little bit about Ochai, who gets to move into the starting line and play almost 30 minutes tonight and close a game where, yes, he made uh, a mistake. I'm sure he'd like to to take back, but getting that experience against uh, a team like uh, Miami, I think, uh, has got to be a positive. Yeah, no doubt. It's um, to me, it's it's now. Like you said, guys getting those minutes, guys getting to go against, you know, like Ochai guarding Jimmy Butler tonight. And I'm you know, playing 20 minutes and, and getting the lion's share of Jimmy. Like, what an opportunity for your rookie year. So continue to build on that. And, uh, again, way more than wins and losses. Uh, but certainly wins and losses matter coming down the stretch because they'll take you one place or the other. Right. In or out. You know, and, it, and I don't know. I don't know what the best thing is, but – uh, right now, the Jazz are taking it game by game, and I really like the approach. We'll see what happens with with Clarkson, uh, Collins, Sexton, and uh, and if those guys or or when they are due back to the lineup. Obviously, two extremely important players for this Jazz team, and and likely going to be you know big part of the team going forward. Uh, but I don't think it's you know necessarily the worst thing that a bunch of these players are getting uh, the type of experience that they're getting. No, you can't you can't replicate it and. You know, you don't want to be in the situation a lot, but while you're in it, 
you know, use it for your advantage. And I, I feel like that development piece, the Jazz are doing a great job there. Let's get to your Master of the Glass uh, presented by Safe Flight Auto Glass. Proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Flight, they're going to donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight's Master of the Glass for the Jazz, Walker Kessler and his nine rebounds. Uh, leads the way. Lowry Markinen, uh had eight boards. The Jazz as a team out-rebounded Miami 48-37. to How about that number, Coach? On the offensive glass, out-rebounded Miami 16-9. to I absolutely love it. And again, the efforts, efforts there for sure. Um, really one, one play here or there, and particularly that last play that Ochai is going to agonize over. Um, but you love to see the guys in the throes of this, and um, you know, hopefully in time they'll all be better for it. Can't replace experience, that's for sure. All right, still waiting on uh, Coach. We'll step aside for a minute. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz fall tonight to the Heat 119-115. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh, my! Jazz postgame. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe postgame. Brought to you by friends of Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share Mark Miller Subaru. Dot com. Jazz come up short tonight against the Heat, 119 to 115. Still waiting on Coach. So we're hoping to bring you uh, Coach Will Hardy's comments as soon as they are made available to us. So certainly stand by for that. Um, Coach, big game from Lowry Markinen. Don't know if we can talk enough about him tonight with his 38 points, eight boards, and three uh, three steals, even they, uh, though the Jazz came up a little bit short. Uh, big time offensive game. One thing I've uh, and you and I have talked a lot about this. You know, impressed from Lowry is he's the clear number one for this Jazz team. He's clearly the top of the scout for the other team. And Miami's one of the best defensive teams in the NBA, and he was still able to carve them up it, because he doesn't score in just one way. You know, it's not him coming off a ball screen or isolating. It's he's hard to guard because he's if you're not careful on a back pick. Um, and you're not urgent to getting back to him, he's going to shoot a three. And if you stand up, you know, he's in the corner, and you stand up and watch the ball, he's going to back cut you and dunk the ball baseline. Um, he can post up, and he can back you down, and he can isolate and do all those things. But I think it's those things that make him, you know, that's what gets him to 38. He, he got 38 points on 26 shots. Pretty crazy. Who are we getting to? Uh, let's go uh, to Miami and hear from Larry Markinen. How were you able to just kind of get, come in with a mindset that you were going to be better tonight? Uh, kind of forget it. Uh, we won that game, so I was happy about I mean, talking about Charlotte game. So I was happy about that. I kind of know that that's hopefully kind of a one-off and you can stay aggressive and come, come back with the same mindset and uh, keep going. And unfortunately not do enough, but uh, we'll learn from it. This was a good defensive effort. I thought you guys did a super great job on points in the paint, bam, for part of the game. How connected were you guys defensively? Uh, it was okay. We, we can still get better, but I think we we got to rebound a little better. They got 
couple offensive rebounds, in my opinion, and uh, take the easy ones away. And obviously, they made some good shots too. But so credit to them. But I think we did a pretty decent show. Simone Fontecchio with the career high. What did you see from Simone tonight? Uh, he was good. He stayed aggressive. Uh, we know how good of a shooter he is and just needs to see a couple go down and uh, I'm happy for him and he got the opportunity and uh, we keep feeding him. He's, like I said, a great shooter so just he gets it going and uh, it's a tough man's stuff. You've been away from home and from your kids for a long time. How excited are you to get back and, and face Boston on Saturday? Uh, it's going to be great. Just having the home crowd again and have their support and so it's going to be good and obviously it's fun to go home tomorrow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. All right, there you go. That's uh, Lowry Markinen, and I bet he is looking forward to getting home. It's been a long road trip for the Jazz, and now they have some time off. But Lowry, 38 points, 14 of 26 shooting, eight rebounds, three steals, had an assist as well, and certainly had a much better game than he did against Charlotte the other night. And, and I like that he's not happy. He still points out a couple of things that, that he could have done differently. It's the humility of a great player. Um, the interesting insight that he gives talks about Simone Fontecchio, and, and it's true that he said we keep feeding him. You know, we keep finding him because we know how good a shooter he is. I think that's one telltale sign. You see a guy not making shots, and the ball does not find him anymore, and they ignore him. I think the players will tell you that that guy really can't shoot. But in Simone's case, they keep throwing him the ball, and you know, obviously tonight it paid off. Yeah, he was great. Uh, particularly in the first half. Fontecchio finished the game tonight, 23 points, career high, 8 of 17, shooting 5 of 11 from 3, grabbed uh, 5 rebounds as well, and and drew a tough defensive assignment in Jimmy Butler for a lot of time. He was on the floor tonight too, and uh, Jimmy is is going to be a tough guard and certainly going to be a tough guard in the fourth quarter, and uh, he made some big shots. Jimmy finished the game with 24 points. And that's under what he's, you know, he's been averaging 26.2 since the All-Star break. So the Jazz, a little bit better job than most of the, the rest of the teams that have played. Uh, but Jimmy got a little bit more support tonight. That's been the issue. He got some guys st- stepping up. V- Vincent going four for six from three was huge. And the fact that they went 41% from three, that's an outlier for them. They needed that to win the game. Want to remind you to score big with Arby's. Uh, anytime the Jazz score 111 or more points in a game, you win a free Arby's roast beef sandwich. The very next day, one of our very favorite promotions, Coach, if not our favorite promotion. Uh, you can get that in your Jazz app tomorrow. Uh, with uh, score big with Arby's because the Jazz did get to 111 points tonight. They got to 115. So enjoy your roasty Tuesday. And we appreciate those. Those are those come in handy during the week when you're on the run. Let's put well, it that way. You're up and down the Wasatch Front all week long. I'm sure you're uh, not going to hate swooping into Arby's for tomorrow for a little free sandwich. Oh yeah, with a little yeah. No Make doubt. that happen. Arby and horsey sauce all over that. Correct. You're on it. Uh, okay, let's get to the, uh, let's see here. Um, let's get to the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A one app. All right. Uh, tonight from the line coach <clears throat> jazz, 72%, just 13 of 18, uh, from the line. Whereas Miami was 31 of 36, 86%. There's your difference in the game right there. Big time. Jimmy Butler himself went to the line 15 times, 13 of 15. Meanwhile, Lowry Markinen went to the line six times to lead the way for the Jazz, four of six. 
Yeah, he was getting a preferential whistle tonight, I felt like. Uh, Tony Jones was talking about it on Twitter. Uh, of course, Tony Jones from The Athletic covers the Jazz, but he was saying that, you know, if LeBron got the whistle Jimmy gets, that he'd probably break the record five years and sooner. So um, Butler does get a pretty good whistle. He creates the contact. He makes the referee have to make a call, much like you saw with with James Harden. And so he's a hard guy to officiate. I'm uh, looking through the glass at Jamil. I guess we're not getting coached tonight, huh? How about that? I don't know if I've ever seen that. No, we're not going to get coached tonight. No Coach Hardy. I'll work on my impression. So there you go. We got Lowry. No coach tonight. All right, the Jazz come up short against the Miami Heat, 119-115. to 115. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. We'll have more for you straight ahead. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Jazz post game. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. Uh, no Coach Hardy tonight. We're not getting any uh, any post game sound from him. We're still kind of trying to track down what exactly is up with that because. Uh, I don't think uh, I've ever done one of these post-game shows, Coach, where uh, the jazz coach does not come out and make comment. So we did not uh, get a uh, comment from the TV coverage and uh, did not get anything on down the line. So we'll try and figure out what exactly is going on. But uh, we got Lowry Markinen, and that's about it. Yes, and it is an outlier, so we'll dig into it. But, um, yeah, nothing really during out of the ordinary during the game seemed like, and uh, – Certainly, Jazz competed hard, so we'll Strange. see what we find out. Yeah, we'll see what uh, what's going on, why we didn't get a chance to hear from Coach Hardy tonight. That uh, yeah, it's just uh, just unusual, and it wasn't like it was a, a partic- I mean, it was a hard loss, I'm sure, because it was uh, it was close. But you know, the Jazz played well against a good team, hard fought, even though they've been shorthanded for this entire road trip. And uh, Miami tonight certainly had uh, more talent than the Jazz team that uh, that they put out there, but yet you know kept this one really. Really close. Uh, that uh, the foul shot number is continues to jump out of me. The Jazz, uh, the Heat, excuse me, shot thirty six foul shots, thirty one of thirty six. Man, the Jazz committed twenty five personal fouls, and yeah, Jimmy Butler gets a good whistle, but uh, maybe uh, maybe it's just the way Miami plays. I don't know why are they going to the line so much. Well, it's it's something they do. Uh, we talked about it in the pregame, and it's something that Jazz. You know, had to is an objective they had going into the game. They had to try to limit the times that uh, that they went to the free throw line. And in fact, tonight Miami goes to the line. The free throw rate is as high as it's been all year. So um, they got to the line and then got to the line some more. Whereas the Jazz really did not. So if you want to look at you know a couple of things, that was one thing they do well. The thing that they don't typically do well shoot the three, and they shot the three very well tonight, over forty percent. Um, that's going to be hard when they when doing all those things are going to be hard to beat. Uh, the jazz also shot 40, uh, over 40% from three 42, one of their better three point shooting games as of late 16 
of 38. You know, the Jazz played well tonight. I mean, there are a couple of things that jump out to you that you don't love. I mean, you know, sending them to the line 36 times. But 18 turnovers, you're probably not loving that. But, I mean, they got some some good performances. They played hard. They certainly didn't get blown out. And, and the numbers in the box look pretty good. Yeah, if you just look at it, you know, in a vacuum, Jazz only give up nine shots at the rim, but then you give up all the free throws. So, you know, it, it, in my mind, it came down to a couple of those things. Um, but with all of that being said, the Jazz, who are shorthanded, uh, once again go out play a, a team that's fighting for their playoff lives in Miami and, and have a true, clear-cut, no-questions-asked number one, and, and Butler was great tonight. What do you think about Miami in the East? You know what? If they went in, they've got to find some momentum right now. But if they could go into the playoffs, like nobody's talking about them, I certainly don't think they can go very far, but they could be a spoiler. Um like I said, I don't know that anybody competes as hard as Jimmy Butler. That dude, on every play, you rarely ever see him take a playoff. Um, he, he's a tough guy. And, again, tonight he only takes two threes. He knows right what his game is and got to the line 15 times. But he's a special kind of player, and I love Bam, too. And so I think you get a couple of those other guys feeling good and you know get Hero shooting the ball a little bit better and getting some uh, lift off some of the veterans coming off the bench. Again, not too far, but maybe win a playoff series. I, you know what? I like the Heat probably more than I should coming into the season. But I like Jimmy Butler. I think he's gotten a bad rap in his years in the league when really he's just demanded that his teammates play hard. Maybe he hasn't been nice about it, but uh, you know he goes to Miami and he found a good home. Uh, they had uh, immediate success uh, with Jimmy Butler, and then just kind of haven't been able to put together those next pieces to put them over the hump talent-wise. You know, honestly, I, I would pick three or four teams in the Eastern Conference uh, above Miami right now in their playoff chances simply because I think they've got better players. You know, Boston, Milwaukee, I'd throw uh, Cleveland, Philadelphia in there. They just have more talent uh, than Miami, even though they've got Jimmy Butler and good players. And they're a fairly deep team. Just don't know if they have enough. Yeah, and, and to me, I think it's, yeah, there's there's a level where you're you're kind of scratching you know, the bottom of the barrel, they they don't have a ton of depth. And some of the older veteran guys, like we've talked about with Lowry, they've lost a little bit. So um, it, it's going to be, a, it would be required that Jimmy Butler and Bam were just outstanding. Um, but their issue all year long is they've, you know, he's been great. Uh, the team's been, you know, spotty. They're always good uh, uh, defensively. They're always going to gr- give a great effort. And to me, again, that's another reason in the playoffs where you got to take them seriously. Yeah. I mean, Take them seriously, certainly. Well, I mean, their their coach is so good, and they have they have players. Um, oh, getting an update from David. There was no media with coach tonight, so I don't know why. Maybe use PTO. <clears throat> but Maybe I just that's a new thing we haven't heard. Of I you know they could they could send Jamil a text or something. Give give you know uh, give the radio broadcast hey, a heads fellas, up. Uh... <laughs> No, hey, hey, don't don't tread water in that first segment because he's not coming out. My arms are tired. I'll man. tell you what, we'd still be treading water in that first segment. Of, uh, we'd still be in our first segment if Jamil hadn't have made the executive decision there. Good work, good work there, pal. Well, you we feel so much Appreciate pressure it. to provide for our, you know, our <laughs> affiliate do. stations. And you are, are anybody you, down? Our network stations do want to get Coach Hardy, so they're sensitive about us, you know, carrying that first post game segment. Long enough to get coached. We'd still be out of here tap dancing. And every time we say it, I always feel like when you go tell your kids, no, 
I'm sorry. I know I promised you, but we can't go to Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, man. You can't hear Coach Hardy tonight. We got to go. You know, but tonight, it, there was no Coach Hardy, so that's good to know. We weren't left out. Yeah, that is good. I'm glad if we didn't get him, nobody does. But uh, apologies if you're waiting to hear from Coach Hardy. No no media from uh, from him tonight as the Jazz come up short against the Heat, 119 uh, to 115. Um, I want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators program presented by Instructure. The makers of Canvas throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 14 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from Jazz Bear, $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to see a jazz game in a suite. Go to utahjazz.com slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator now. Uh, we talked about uh, the Jazz next opponent. We'll, we'll get to a little bit more of this in the last segment, focusing specifically on Boston. But listen to the Jazz schedule coming up, Coach over the next, uh, let's see here, a couple of weeks. So Saturday we talked about a Boston, who's currently in second place in the Eastern Conference. Monday against Sacramento, currently in third in the West. Wednesday against Portland, a team that doesn't have a great record at the moment but is still trying to win basketball games and still has Damian Lillard. So not going to be easy. Then Friday against Milwaukee. Saturday, the second night of a back-to-back at Sacramento. Then Monday, home against Phoenix. Yikes. Then they have a, a little bit lighter one against San Antonio, but then Boston again, Brooklyn, and uh, then plays uh, Los Angeles, Oklahoma City, Denver, and Los Angeles, the Lakers, that is, to, uh, to round it out in the last four games. But the next five or six games, Coach, they're all tough. Wow. This is going to be quite the stretch. Well, the, number, the most important thing on that page is number is 13, my dear man. As in games left? Games left, 13. But, yeah, I mean, it's crazy – just the number of of, uh, you probably didn't expect to start the year that Sacramento would be right in the thick of the West. Um, You know, Portland, as always, is kind of hovering near that line. Can they put it together? Phoenix obviously makes the big move and then the slip and fall. And Boston, you know, many many teams or many people's favorite to win it all this year. So it, it lines up really fun. And then the Lakers, you know, Beasley coming in here and hitting the three and doing the shimmy. You know, I bet you Sexton comes back, Clarkson comes back by Saturday because Danny will want to beat his old Greet team. The old- <laughs> Greet the old team. The guys in green. Obviously, I have no idea if that's going to happen, nor do I think Danny Ainge would uh, rush anybody back from injury just to beat his old team. But well, We're joking because he is so competitive. I'm sure he does not dislike the idea of uh, beating the Celtics a couple of times to wrap up the season. Nick Saban, he is not, but... Yeah, if you're going to compete with him, you're keeping score. He wants to win every time. All right, we'll wrap things up coming up right around the corner. Uh, Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. Jazz fall to the uh, heat tonight, 119-115. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh my! At double digits the other night. 
Here's Butler, one-on-one -on, -one on the Linux. Fading back, shot, no good. Rebound, Kessler. Long outlet, Horton Tucker lobs it up to a boss. You dunked it! Taylor Horton Tucker never got control of the ball. He just flipped his right hand underneath, lobbed it high, and Abaji took it with a right hand and ripped it. And the Jazz lead it by eight. Timeout on the floor. 2.47 left in Miami. The Jazz by eight. And Miami is hopping and bumping and popping, but it's Ochai Abaji. There's our guy, David Locke, in your play of the game. Brought to you by our friends at Larry H. Miller Dealerships. For service, sales, and selection, LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz fall tonight to the Heat, 119-115. to 115. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. Love that moment from Ochai Obaji right there. He had 14 points tonight, 6 of 11 shooting, only 1 of 5 from 3. Uh, had an opportunity to tie it up with less than 10 seconds to go. Missed a wide-open Walker Kessler on a drive that probably should have been a foul anyway. Not that we're here to complain. But one of those uh, scenarios where I'm uh, I, I'm impressed that he had the guts to take it as a rookie and to, to try and go, you know, tie a game in that situation is not the easiest thing to do. Yeah, and sometimes it's failure or, you know, in a moment like that, I'll bet you he drives the angle again. He's always going to look for the guy in the dunker spot. And it's through experience that you pick up those lessons. And unfortunately, they don't always just come with good stuff. There's, you know, there's failure and there's difficulty. So yeah, I, I loved his, you know, he, he had a pretty nice game tonight, I thought, all the way around. And um, he'll be better the next time he gets that chance. I think he's got a ton of potential. I know that uh, that uh, Walker Kessler gets a lot of the attention uh, on the rookie front, which absolutely he should and he has earned. But I think Ochai and his journey on this team from not even really playing through most of the first part of the season to really getting the chance to to get in and spread his wings a little bit and, and make mistakes, um, I think he's been great. And I like him on both sides of the ball, which makes me like him even more. You know, Coach, I love those two-way players, and I think he's a guy who can make an impact on both sides. I loved watching him guard tonight. In fact, I was, I was, I made that own note in my own head. As he, I think he had Butler on a possession, and Jimmy tried diff two different times, and he stood him up both times. Did not foul him and made him kick it. Um, you know that's a huge win, and you learn you can guard somebody like Jimmy Butler one on one. Got a ton of help. Um, you know, it gives you confidence in your first year in the league. Man, that's not easy. You no. know what? That's that's got to give you a ton of confidence, right. right? Exactly. To go out there and go go toe to toe with these guys, and and honestly, if he can continue to improve, that could be his role in the NBA. I mean, there are only so many players that can go out and really be effective guarding the other team's best player, and if you can do that and make a bunch of threes and and be you know, offensively sound at the same time, man, he's going to be in this league for a long time. Yeah, there's guys, you know, the Jazz have needed a guy like him for a long time. And again, uh, I think the difference in he and Walker, Walker's probably got, you know, unlimited potential, whereas Ochai's potential's right kind of in a great little spot. And it's the hard spot to get. It's a guy who wants to be part of a team, will make the right play, who will guard constantly the, the other team's best player, and then, you know, on a moment's notice when the opportunity arises, knock down shots. And so it's something that he – I think he's going to be really good at and, and even stretch that role, a guy who plays more off the bounce than we even can imagine right now. Well, if he gets better, 
and continues to get better. And he just makes that trade. Those trades, I should say. I say that trade. I'm kind of thinking yeah, both those big deals, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's one big trade. But it makes those deals in the summer look better and better. I mean, the better Walker and Ochai are. I mean, honestly, the better Lowry is, too. I, I still can't get over the fact that when we talked about all these moves in the summer, all we talked about basically was the picks. They got players. They got dudes back in that uh, in that trade. And they got players back that they flipped for other assets. I mean, you know, give the front office, Justin Zanuck, Danny Age, give them a lot of credit. They're, they're playing the long game with this bold strategy to, to rebuild the Jazz. And, you know, got a lot of value back in those deals. It's like walking a you know proverbial beach with one of those motor, those metal finders. Have you ever used one of those? Do you ever? No, yeah. no. But I've I always do, wanted to be that guy. I do for some see reason, that guy. I've never been him. I think every time I go, I just wonder myself, what could he actually be finding? Well, they found you know so far, Walker Kessler came out of the ground. Yeah, I mean, but that's really what you feel like because we didn't know anything about. We knew names and we knew a little bit about Lowry, but certainly way more treasure you know that we that continues to be uncovered and. Uh, it's going to be exciting to see what all those picks equate to as well. Lowry finished tonight with 38, 14 to 26 shooting, eight rebounds, three steals to lead the way for the Jazz. Simone Fontecchio had a career high 23 points tonight, eight of 17 shooting, five of 11 from three. He also grabbed five rebounds, 14 points for Mochai tonight, four rebounds for him. Um, and the Jazz needed just a little more from the rest of the cast. Didn't quite get it. Taylor Horton Tucker really struggled shooting the ball coming off his big night uh, against Charlotte on Saturday. He was 3 of 13 from the field at 9 points, but did have 8 assists, 6 rebounds, and 6 turnovers, which uh, which is tough. Chris Dunn had 9 points and 8 assists coming in off the bench in 21 minutes as he continues to play really well. Walker Kessler with uh, 7 points tonight, 9 rebounds. You know, Kelly Olenek had a big game against Charlotte too, and he was uh, a little bit off tonight. Only took 3 shots, 1 of 3 shooting, 3 points. Did have 7 assists and 5 rebounds, but he was so good on Saturday. Um, yeah, He liked Taylor and came back to, uh, down to earth a little bit. Yep, and it's going to happen. It won't, those those guys won't be the first that have great games and, and have tough ones to follow. I think it's what makes the pursuit of excellence, you know, such a quest. And uh, the thing I love about this team, it seems like those guys really do when there's mistakes made. Um, there's a lot of development that comes from it. And guys really are yearning to try to get better. Real quick, for the Heat, they had seven players in double figures tonight. Jimmy Butler led the way with 24. Uh, Tyler Hero and Gabe Vincent both added uh, 18 points apiece. Bam Adebayo had 16 points, nine rebounds. He had three assists and uh, a block as well. With the Jazz come up short to the Miami Heat, 119 to 115. Coach, uh, let's get a few final thoughts from you on this one before uh, we hang it up for a few nights. I, I thought it was a good game. I thought both teams played, you know, not not great uh, at all times, but I thought the competitive level of the game was great. Um, you know, big shots made, and, and the, down the stretch was really fun basketball. See uh, the Jazz hit a shot, and, and Miami answer. Um, talked about the development going on, and guys will continue to learn, watch film, get better. But uh, as always, a really exciting game right down to the end. Man, it was. It, the, that's what this season's been about. So many exciting games that have come right down to the end. It's been a fun been a fun season for that reason. the The record might not be as good as it has been the last couple of years, but man, they've played some thrillers and they play they play hard every night. They had a shot at it tonight, just came up a little short. Yeah, and it's much the record's much better than I think anybody anticipated. You know, for better or for worse, there's some people that are not happy about that. They thought maybe they should have lost all eighty two. 
And then we got Victor for sure. Well, well, all eighty-two. Well, they would have had a, a chance at it. So, uh, all right, uh, Jazz fall tonight to uh, the Heat, one nineteen to one fifteen. Want to say big thanks to everybody who had a role in the broadcast tonight. Uh, thanks to uh, Lock and Boone, of course. Thanks to Mike Smith for jumping on with us in the pregame. Thanks to our broadcast assistant. Thanks to uh, Jamil Hawkins, executive producer of the Jazz broadcast. Thanks uh, to Mark Miller Subaru, Titus sponsor of the post-game show and the My Subaru Is uh, campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at Mark Miller Subaru. Dot com and of course Coach Lacombe, thank you, my friend. Enjoy. Uh, I I know you're going to go swing the golf club a little bit in these days off. Yeah, I will see you Saturday. Low scores. Low scores. Go and, make some birdies and sunscreen. Uh, one nineteen to one fifteen is your final Jazz fall to the Miami Heat. Next up, the Jazz take on the Boston Celtics here at Vivint Arena, but not until Saturday night. That game will tip off at seven o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at six. You have been listening to Utah Jazz basketball. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.